0: Hey yo, we about to tear it up Break
1: for break break it down right here is how we do it Break it down
2: It's the Breaking Actions podcast We break things down to the very last compound. My name is summit aka the failed Homo sapien. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. Legend alert. Legend alert! I like that. We've got a legend on the podcast. We do. We do. We should. We should have like a, a siren thing. Jamaicans like call Ill. it um a siren. Is that right? Yeah. Listen I'm, to Damien yeah, Marley. He says siren. <laughs> yeah, bro, siren.
0: <laughs> okay, so we need a siren for
2: a legend because uh, we got Michael Parkinson on the Breaking Out's podcast. Um, thank you for for arranging that. I think um he doesn't do too many interviews. I think we we both felt it was very important for him to have a platform to share his perspective um his craft uh and for us to highlight that it's very important to highlight people who've contributed so much to to the music here in this country and to into hip hop in general too so uh, I quite enjoyed that bro yeah. we had some football talk we had some we had some writer, ra- rappers rappers talk producer talk delved into the history got some life gems like that that's why that's why we have to have people at uh, parky on the podcast because you'll get that real range i think
0: you know we live in a time podcasting clubhouse there's so many different opportunities to talk and then we get into this thing of just talking 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 and we just want to talk to talk but i really enjoyed just listening yeah in that episode i really enjoyed listening um a world weary veteran with a wealth of experience yes is who michael agrees. parkinson is and I, and, I, and i love that guy for what he's done not just for me but for for the culture he's got a heart for the yeah. culture
2: yeah for a lot of other people so and for himself and mm-hmm. his family so you know it should be salute so i'm i'm, I'm really glad that we had him and um we'll, we'll at some point in the future we'll have him back again definitely because i think his his voice is very necessary Um, But, you know, thank you very much for setting up. This is uh, Michael Parkinson, Breaking Atoms podcast. Check it out. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. We're joined by UK hip hop royalty. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly. But someone who's been, listen, man, contributions to the culture outweigh many. Uh, and I say here talking about I'm a I'm a I'm a blog OG and all this you know I'm a, I'm a this and that and the other I'm a nobody compared to this man and someone who's put so much work in and has affected so many others around him and put out consistent work uh, and is known for putting out quality music. We're talking to none other than Michael Parsons and Michael brother.
1: That felt like a, that felt better than the Drink Champs intro there, man. Shit, like, bro. Yeah. Oh bro, like Listen, thank you. Man. We don't
0: play games, bro. It's yeah. you, it's parky. It ha- it
2: ha- no, it has to happen, bro. And and um not for nothing. That I just that's off that's that's not written, that's just off what comes over here. And so what this platform is, and Chris, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong or but this platform is about celebrating people that we love, people have contributed, legends, future legends, and the ecosystem of, of the culture. And you're a big part of that. And um what we want to do is just highlight that because, you know, I'm on my crusade of hip hop colonizers trying to corner the market and trying to act like they know things that they don't. But if they don't come speak to Michael Parkinson or people who have really been there, who are outside and actually actually contributed to a lot of the sound that we hear in UK pop, then you ain't doing a job properly. So this wow. is us paying homage to you. Thank you, so man. Thank Thanks. you for being thank,
1: here. Th- you know what? Thanks a lot, man. Like I don't, I never really, I'll be real with you. I don't really... Think about accolades too tough. I just make more, just make more music, because in the end, that's all what's left. You know, like, in this mad time we're in as people and human beings, you know, a lot of our heroes are dying. But it's kind of mad. Like, even thinking about it, talking to my wife today, it's like, yo, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising, 30 years old it's like, I remember when, you know, my dad or whatever would be like, yo man, the Beatles is 30 years old, this album or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And this is like, it's just looking at my kids and the transition of it. You know, my kids were at the the dining table at the time when I was, you know, it's just, yeah, man, it's mad how life goes. So that's why my focus is on doing as much music as I can, because that's all what's going to be left. You know what I mean? Like, it's... You're wearing a football shirt. Oh, bruv, I'm this is my, this shirt, is my shit. It's my, so um, te- no, it's not even a guilty pleasure, bruv. I've been a gooner since bloody five, six. I was like nine when we beat you lot at Anfield, bruv. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell him. I had Tell a him. Different,
2: I, My, my point is different. What I was going to say was it's the same way managers and, and even some footballers approach their craft. They they you know they have goals, you know, whether it's you know clean sheets, whether it's you know winning the 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 you know ballon d'or or or goal scoring charts. But they look at the end of their career when they've put boots up, they look back and reflect. And it's the same way where you're just going, I'm putting out consistent quality music to leave a legacy, and I can look back when I want to hang it up. If I ever want to choose to do that at any point, I can look back and reflect. But right now you're in the mode of I just want to be Cristiano Ronaldo Cristiano, scoring yeah. goals, goal after goal after goal after goal. <laughs> Come
0: on, like, if, if he's wearing an Arsenal shirt, bro, you can't, there's no one in Arsenal you could have compared him to. No, 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 no. Ian Wright and nah. that, Ian Wright, he Tierra me Henry and that, Dennis Burke
1: and that. But he won't mention him because he hated the GOAT. He hated, he hated, he hated the He knows the what king. time it is. I
2: listen, I'm not one of those, I don't know how I'm being painted this one of these, like, I'm I'm a very liberal football fan. I like all the kinds of guy teams.
1: I know who's a Liverpool fan, far as I'm aware who actually richly recognises he is a goat and he's a king, is Joker star. He recognises Thierry Henry, but every other one, they don't mention him. They'll mention Ian Wright. Da, 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 da. Nah, they don't want to mention Oh, wow, this already. has got to a horrible start. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. No, listen, Thierry Henry, uh, let's, let's talk about it now. You know, they talk about Aguero. They talk yeah. about, like, Cristiano Ronaldo. Is Thierry Henry is the defining Premier League footballer. For me, they even say cancer. It's it's Henri, his his impact, how we changed style, how how teams changed the way their yeah. forwards make movement and runs was but because of Thierry. This would have, and this
1: right? is I'm gonna give you your flowers. None of this would be possible in terms of you know, because for me, as a black man and loving football, it's John Barnes. Like he's the he's the star.
2: You're right. His impact. I mean, just for. Liverpool, yes, because he's up there as one of their mm-hmm. greatest players, period, right? It doesn't matter where from what era, he's one up there. But there's a um, there was a player, the first black player player yeah. for Liverpool is Howard Gale. And he was in he was on the substitute's bench for, and he came on for a little bit, the European Cup final in, in uh, I think it was seventy eight where he, he played. So Barnes would reference Howard Gale as But This is what I'm saying, like
1: hero. me growing up, because I'm an old guy now. I don't like to say well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean you know when your when your oldest son is 20 you know you're old you know what I'm saying <laughs> so, is, that um, how old,
0: is that how old he is now
1: yeah man Caleb's 20 bro yeah Caleb from working class dad is 20 bro that's yeah I know man yeah I know it's Amazing, crazy bro. congrats bro yeah I know Caleb, Caleb was the one in um,
0: Caleb was the one in the here we go video innit yeah he's 20
1: now he's 20 now man <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know you're bottom lip bro that's a minute <laughs> But, you know, but for, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Football aside, like, it's just all, it's all a cultural thing, like, all a thing to um, inspire another. That's the whole basis of what it goes back to hip-hop as well. Like, who inspired me to do this? There's various artists from Frank Dia or to whoever to inspire me to want to do this. And then you eventually meet the core of the inspirations. And then that's just another story, Mark. You know, you know, but yeah, for sure. That's why sure. I feel in terms of football, when we were growing up, it was two teams it was Liverpool or like Arsenal. That was it.
2: I I, I used to, um, sorry, Chris, I used to really identify. Like, so when I was growing up, I started supporting Liverpool, what six, seven, right? But I'd always yeah. see Kevin Campbell, Ian Wright. That's really what I, I, I always have a, and I think I always have a soft spot for Arsenal purely because. I would go Ian Wright. No, it's the, same, it's, the I was same, fan, it's the same, It's the same with
1: I mean? He yeah, won us the right, league right, and right. you lot got right. him as well. It's crazy. Right. You know what I mean? It's one of them ones. Yeah. You know? So, And then he won you the league the next season. Absolutely. See that? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, you he, did. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> <laughs> did.
2: We're, we're talking yeah, like early 90s, late 90s here. Um, this is a really good. But let's let's talk about michael parkinson not the football fan but the producer for a second what's the setup at the moment that you have and the equipment that you use currently and how that's changed over the i guess last 10 years or um so? if it has
1: yeah it's, it has changed uh it's been more computer-based now like obviously with the renaissance but um before i can't even dig it out I can't but yeah it was just the, the 1000 you know what i mean if it was if it wasn't the 1000 before that i had um For 2000, i got a box full of floppy disks there, bro, if you get me. So it's like I was on it from, before I had that, I had the Yamaha SU-10. And with that Yamaha SU-10, I produced a song called Freedom Fighters. I don't know if you've heard that, um, with Kalashnikov, Jest, um, Ram, myself, Kaiser. And um, I did that for Yamaha SU-10. That's just like a sample unit. So I just found a drum loop. Or found some drums, looped it, sampled that bit, and then played the whole sample, another sample, over the beat. And that's how I kind of got into it, because I was just always, um, like I'd say literally 2000 and, nah, 99, 98, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm on this team. Like, I'm, I want to I want to make beats. Like, I want to do this thing. I've just got passion for it. I don't know what it is. Just, And it's just grown and grown and grown. Um and it's kind of mad to say how it's grown to where I am now, because literally this is what I do for a living. Um, so it's it's kind of weird to associate it, because I remember I used to have an argument big up Harry Love. I used to say, oh, b- DJs are the best beat makers, because I'm a rapper, and he would be like, no, nah, our rappers are, because they know what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like how to... Put some shit because they know how to sit in the pocket and how to do this or how what beat they want. So over the accumula- accumulation, I've gotten better. I'd say blatantly, I'm better now. Hell better now, like. And compared, but it's like practice makes perfect, isn't it? Um, I'm better ten times better as beat maker than I was when I made me myself and that guy. Now. I can, right. that's like hands on heart. I can say that even when I did that, that was a process of confidence, self-confidence. Cause I was always making beats even before I put out the working class dad, but I just didn't feel confident enough in just doing a whole self-produced project or a whole.
2: What changed? What changed?
1: A lot of things. Um, there was a basis that I'd just done first, second time around, I was touring around with that with just, and um, it was time to do the second. like his man was trying to bug like you could do another album, but like, let's not do a whole album full of producers. You know what I mean? And what bugs me up about that album is like, a lot of people done some shit, like for the first, second time round. And um, it never really, like there was beats from Butcher even on that, or didn't make it. You get me? So it, it, it was, an, an 18, 19 track album. <laughs> you can't really push the, you know what I mean. But I mean, like after I did that, I was like, he, he just kept on saying, "Yo, like, just do it yourself. You fucking make beats. Why are you playing? Just do it yourself." And then I was like, my 2,000 was broken at the time, and um, so what I did, just the, the gig I did that night with him, the money I took by chance, someone was selling the 1,000 just down the road for me and he just wanted to get rid of it to help pay the rent for their studio or whatever. Big up, big up Ashley B, by the way, it was him. And then, um, I just got it off him like the, after the show, like literally, like I walked the next day on and bought it. And the first beat I made was, um, me. Okay. Wow. That was the first beat I made. Crazy. That literally was the first beat I made off that. And then the third beat I made was uh monster under the bed
0: we got to talk about that song later it's on my list ah.
1: <laughs> yeah Damn. that was the third song i made um well the third beat i made and then i just kept on trying to bang some out and i got some more cards i still got some of the cards here and then um i remember because uh, i think around near I think the middle of the album because I just started just making the beats and then like Jess was like yo because they moved studio why not move studio to um, Campbellwell because before we were in um, Whitechapel uh, and um, and then so like so man is like, obviously in the weekends he's not there he's doing whatever he's doing so he's like yeah you go do you want to come and record because I don't I don't know how to record myself I don't know this is the basics you know what I mean it took me like well, we'll get into that in a minute, but I've, I've I've literally... So every Saturday, I would gear up to try and record two songs. That would give myself a goal. And mind you, around now, like I'm working, I've got a part-time job. You know what I mean? I'm doing a music thing as well, but I'm, it's not full-time. You know what I mean? I'm, I've got kids, bruv. It's not a game out here. So um, I'm literally, like, cleaning, going to bloody studio weekend i would try and obviously not even try i would make a beat or whatever i'll show someone without and i'll finish it right it. um one of them what started sparked off a long run of songs was what you're looking at um because that was one of the first ones recorded even though i had um made the beat for me and it was one of the first beats i ain't even written it yet you see what i'm saying like the way how me myself and that guy formulated it was made it was made in mad ways but it was all made every weekend I'd just go every weekend and do a song do you know yeah you'll record me sometimes the next man will be in there or sometimes I'd have a gig so I can't even record that Saturday because I'd be touring just whatever so like i would just be like go in there go into the studio go into the studio and then um finally got round to like etching it and then had to knuckle it down and I was like, yeah, this is the album. And um, it's kind of mad how it came about because I liked it was the whole formula of doing something or making a beat and then trying to write for it. Like giving yourself our own personal goal of trying to do... Yeah, bruv, I'm, I'm in studio Saturday. I just made this Thursday. Let me get the pen out. Like, it was like that. Like, I need to get some shit, some bars, I Need to get some stuff down. and And I needed to find another way to me because like from working class dad even down to first second time around you know me as an artist like you know I'm a dad you know I smoke weed you know I love weed you know I like beach you know I'm golden era what else can I offer or what else can I show you you haven't seen before if you understand my I meaning? Mm-hmm. and um because of that like I, was, I had to just delve deep I had to delve into the fact of me being a that's what, what my own worst enemy is about inner the the, my inner demons being a prick ego take you down the wrong road because hip-hop it's an ego testicle thing bruv it's not like you know it's born off ego it's born off like like you would write your bar because you want to write a bar better than what you just heard what inspired you to write you know what i mean so it's like i had to deal with all of them demons and just start laying them and i had to big up um I tested myself as well. Big up Lashana Lynch, who's now the 007. She's on that album. She's moving She's on living to die. She's
0: moving mad, bro. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I had to do that. I will do another one. I'm kind of, like, halfway a little bit through, but I might not call it me myself. And I might just call it something else. I'm not going to say okay. that. Okay,
0: so what's the process like in terms of writing to your 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 own beats? Is it, like... I know you mentioned that you would um, for that particular project, you made the beat and you would write to it. But what is it like now? Have you yeah. ever written and then thought, okay, I'm going to build something around what I've written?
1: No, no, I have not. I have never written like that. Last time I written like that ever, if anything, it would always be to another beat. It wouldn't be like to my beat or some shit like that, but that's working class that era man, that's like struggle era, like when I did the shit and the struggle, like too far, you know what I mean? Like that's no. Nah. I fell in love with having fun again. The person who made me fall in love with having fun having fun with this again and enjoying it and enjoying what I do. And it's Giallo point? Like you literally, I don't know what it is. Like I've done, like I, I love the album, I did with missed the thing. That's that's homage. Like he's one of the best things, man. Like to hit, you know, shit happening in terms of like we want to pay homage to what I do because I've always wanted to do an album with a DJ. I mean, like he is like literally the best DJ in his country and stuff. I'm not even that one in the world, and to actually yeah. do an album with him, like it was like that's why it took seven years. You get me? Mm. But with Giallo, it was a different. It was just a yo, yeah, here, bro. And then by like started Christmas. And by next Christmas, it was on wax. It's just, we had fun. We had a blast. We we're already halfway through the sequel already. But just like everything we've been doing, like this whole, everything, it's just been a, a tide in the turn of having fun. Because as an artist, you can get lost in um, the seriousness of it all. And for me, it's hella serious, bro. Like I've got tax returns and all them things, which I do do. But I mean, like, you know, I've got family literally relying on whether i fucking put some shit out whether i sell fucking you know what i mean records where they may be and shit you know what I mean like whether i do that it's reliant on that knowing even while i'm doing this you know people who don't know how to conduct business properly are still eating off you don't want to give you your just dues and shit like that so it's a lot it's, it's very to have that relief of fun again, man, and just to just, you know, I love it, you know? And even I've got a big up butcher. He's helped me have fun again, like making music beats. And you know what I mean? Like, I ain't, I ain't really, it's very hard. I know it sounds a bit mad. And I sound like a moany old guy. No, 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 no. Say what you need to no, say, I, bro. I don't, you get I, me?
2: I, that, that I would never, I would, I don't think anyone would ever characterize what you're saying is anything like that it's not i think this is this is personal to you you've got to remember you're an artist in the in a holistic sense right you're you're an absolute you're an artist in every sense and so therefore this is personal to you your family being in your music is important to you working collaborating with other people pinpointing other artists to go hey man you got something (coughs) i want to work with you there's something about that and also you come from the culture and therefore, it hits you differently. You experience it much more different than others would who want to profit from it, right? So this is different from it's
1: you. Th- it's exactly what you just said. And I don't know if you've lot been watching it. Have you been watching uh, uh, Hip Hop Uncovered? I haven't seen it yet. I've watched it you seen all of the six? That, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I've seen the, here, thing, seen the whole thing. There you go. There's, there's a time when Bimmy says something. And he says, like, you know, there's, there's loyalty. There's certain things, even with people you come up with, or there's certain things... But when it comes to come to the industry, that shit's different. Like man will be smiling in your face while they're robbing you, bruv. Like man will be, you know, rare, rare. And I learned the hard way of a lot of other things. And and then I just understood what it is, you know? Um and now I take harness and control of ownership of, you know, this shit, man. You know, me and myself, like that's that's me. Like, no, that's it. So um you can either fuck up and just, like, moan about being shortchanged or you could be like, no, nah, this man, if I could, I'm making this. Like, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I'm on, like, literally. That's why I have projects dropping, like, almost every month. And that's why, funny enough, Big Up Cosim. our album, Aspetta, drops midnight tonight, even though this will be out most probably after it's that. But you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, drops midnight literally tonight to go and check it whole album produced by me, it's Cosim, um, features Juggernaut, myself, Converse, McSwagger, Jazz T on the Cuts, Jabba the Cut. I'm just always making music. I'm not stopping for no one, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't got time um, to whittle. It's nice because, but that's why, another reason why I just keep going forward because I can look back and I'll be like, yeah, but I'll be like, man, you know what I
2: mean? (laughs) But, 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 Parky, the, the you've got, you've got um, I hope you realise this, that is motivation and drive and inspiration for someone coming up who may, have, who may be going through something similar for you, to you at a younger stage in their life. So you see it as Moni, I see it as actually what you're going is, I went through this and this is how I reacted yeah. to it. And this is what I'm going right. to do. And so that experience, that life lesson that you can pass on to your family, to your friends, and to people who listen to it, who are younger, beat makers, writers, whoever, people in business trying to realize that yo, there's other people that have gone through this. That, that's that's this strength in that and this courage yeah. in that. So I think maybe I would I would say from my point of view, someone who who cares a lot about people who who have contributed, you've got to see that that's motivation. Yeah, bro, yo, bro, but
1: even within the self, like even knowing. The like, hard oh, shit. Ah, oh, damn. You can turn it. There's a lot of things I learned, but I'd have to thank my wife for it as well. Majorly, my wife. I'd have to thank a lot of people as well on the come up when I was coming up, like Ram and Kinetic, because I feel like you can get angry, but instead of get angry, why not turn the anger into something else and be like, you know what I mean? Like, because you ain't going to get nowhere really. But I would get somewhere if I put the anger, put a record out. I would get somewhere if I, too many people, especially in England. And I'll be real, like, that's another thing I let go. Like, you say UK hip-hop. I don't fuck with that. I make hip-hop. And mm. the only reason why I will say that, and I'm not saying it to blow my own trumpet, is because pharaoh said it to me. Well, when Farrow said that shit to me, it's like, I don't need to hear anybody f- from no one. I don't, I, I don't need to hear UK that's what kind of hinders us. And that's what kind of think in terms of a scene, why a lot of people on some crabs in the barrel shit. You know, I, I've always said it. I've said it on multiple places. I still say it. Um, but yeah, that's why uh, a lot of people, they'll love this music. They'll love me and kinetic EP. They'll love this, but they won't share it. They'll come up and tell us. Yeah. I get that a lot. You know what I'm saying? They won't, they won't, they won't retweet your, your podcast. They won't love, oh yeah, see what you're doing. Or, no, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they won't do that. But I,
2: I, I think that's, it. I think some of that is to do with just how things are set up here for people to compete with each other rather than celebrate mm. each other. And I and I say UK hip hop in terms of. That's rap, right. No, 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 you're right. right. No, 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 bruv, no, no, there's
1: no gripe um, in you. I'm just saying in terms of
2: the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I know what you mean. Cause I mean, I've, I came through that bit where, and I'm not a rapper. I'm not, I'm not anything musical. I'm a failed homo sapien. I came through that era where I saw this you know, oh, I don't fuck with him. Why? What's wrong? No. Yeah, but it's, yeah. no. you want his position or you want her position and you're not going to celebrate each other and build each other up. And it just, it bugged me out and you'd have it in journalism.
1: That's why I always, and I'm still saying, you think about giving my flowers. This is another fact, known fact. Kinetic is one of the first artists to hit me up as a producer. Like, literally, he is the first artist to hit me up as a producer. He knows I'm a, like, I a rap and rip, but he hit me up. Like, nah, all right, all right, If he didn't do that, I don't think I would be on this mission now. And this is even though after I put out Me, Myself and Akai, you get me? Like, man, did Here We Go, yeah. But he was the first artist. No one else. It was like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 you would think that people would want to... F- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, nah, but it wasn't the case. Like, man, I have to just work, you know? Just keep on working, keep on working. And then it's mad, like, how things work out. Especially, I think the stuff what I've done with my cousin, that's when, I think that's when the coin flipped for a lot of people. Because, sorry, my cousin, by the way, is the fly hooligan. Um, yes, yeah. we'll
2: talk about it. We'll talk about it.
1: But that's when the coin flipped. And that's when it was just like, oh, shit,
2: okay. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your cousin, mm-hmm. the fly mm-hmm. hooligan. I just spoke to him about an hour ago. Talk to me about find. When did you find out he was? Is it always like since day, or was there a certain point in in life you find out he was your cousin? And when did you guys start connecting on music?
1: Okay, all right. Um, my cousin. Basically, I've known my cousin. We knew. We knew each other for 10 years before we knew we were related, That's crazy.
0: Northwest London Chronicles, man. <laughs> and,
1: um, basically the first year, the first time I met him was at Kaiser's video shoot. We knew of each other before via, when I was in a group called Two Halves. Um, he, he used to go, he was Iron Braids and he went under, he had a production name called Iron Chrome and he produced a couple of beats for, um, the person who I was in a group with. Now, I finally first meet him at Kaiser's video shoot, the Fight Club video shoot. You all remember Fight Club? We're there and he's like, oh, right, And we're just talking. And we just got on like a house on fire. Like we just took numbers and just that. And it's just through life. We just buck up and see each other. Never thought of anything. One day, I think it's my daughter's communion. Yeah, shit, it is. Yeah, my daughter's Holy Communion. And my my my, my cousin's round, Dee Dee. She's my first cousin. And she goes, Oh, I see, I see what you're doing with this music. You should just hook up with iron braids. I said, What? I literally call him. After I call him, I'm like, bruv, you never guess who I'm with. He goes, Who? I said, I'm with our cousin. He goes, What are you talking about? Our cousin? I said, I'm with Dee Dee that's my cousin blood. He goes, no, that's my cousin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then now the rest is a wrap. I said, yo, we're family, man. That's it. Like, and he's one of the key factors, what made me go self-employed, not just, not only just Jess, but him like, cause, um, I, if you'd like to hit, do you want to hear this story? Bro,
0: go ahead, man. The, the floor is yours. All right.
1: Well, basically I, uh, I'd just done Outlook Festival, and um, I'd done it with Jess and a band, live band. And um, I was still cleaning bloody bucking. <laughs> I was still a part-time cleaner for Rent-A-Kill. I'd hoover the whole of the Xerox in Uxbridge building, like I'd hoover, like topped all of the floors. And I'd only do like 25 hours a week. So I've got the rest of the day to do, you know, go studio, because studio's in South. So anyway, I was late. Get to the studio now. The studio had moved to Forest Hill, so it's not even in Camberwell. So I was just late and I was just a bit pissed. I don't, I can't remember what we were doing or what had to be done, but I've come there and my cousin's there. My cousin's doing a session with chemo because that's what chemo does. Get me, he masters everyone's stuff. So my cousin's doing the session with him, and um, my cousin's like, you know, my man's like, art. Jess is like, bruv, you need to allow this one for in, one for out business. And I'm like, bruv, I got kids, bro. You know what I mean? The kids on my arm. You know what I mean? Like, I got you. It's not. It's not even a, it's, Bruv, Whether these records sell or not, I need money coming in, and I ain't trying to sell drugs, bro. I, I left that life behind. So, um, he's my cousin. Goes, nah, nah. He's right, you know. And I'm just flipping out. Like, what do you mean, like? But prior to me coming there, and this is the madness of this whole story, prior to me coming and late being late to the session, I was hoovering that morning, the top floor in Xerox building. And when I was hoovering, my hoover plugged out and I heard, when I say real, y'all say shit, real, shit, real. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, man, I was at Outlook. I saw you. I bought all your shit. You don't need to be doing this. It's like signs from God, like was just happening that day, bruv. And then I've come there, and I'm about to get into an argument with Jess, like because I'm late and for it. And then my cousin's agreeing with him. Nah, he need to allow that. So I was like, you know, I need to talk to my wife. So I came back home, and then like I said, Joe, let's think about going into this self-employed thing doing doing it this way to see what what, what options we've got like, what help you've got I've put out and it's much funny to think about it like you know I put out three albums you know like and now I'm one of the <laughs> but that was that's how that was the mentality like being locked you know and um, I'm good for it now it was a struggle and it's further a struggle when you find out other things but we won't get into yeah
0: that. yeah we can um, we'll talk about that no, man. we'll talk about that but no big up to your wife Miranda Um, for the benefit yeah. of our listeners and I don't know if even Summit knows I went to college with Miranda mm-hmm. In
1: the, yeah you went to St. Charles yeah, man. in I the know.
0: late 90s so Miranda would be like in the in the common room and she I, I told this story to my friends like she said she was dating an MC a rapper so I'm a hater innit and you know this Summit I'm a hater so me and my friends was like <laughs> me, me and my friends are like Because we thought we were the rappers in it. you talking about you, you, You're dating a rapper Nah man You ain't dating a rapper Bro 10 years later I go to Parky's launch party And he he's, he's on the microphone And he's like I want to big up my wife Miranda I look up to the balcony bro And it's Miranda From St. Charles College And I'm like Yo Is that the rapper You've been dating the whole time And you know what's mad bro <laughs> i only went to parky's launch party one because Kemo recorded it i was curious and i was at home bored i'm like let me just go to this launch party at the jazz cafe and i met parky that night and miranda his wife was the girl we was like oh yeah you're dating a rapper you did like, miranda was always cool though she was always cool and um i gave parky a cd that night of the album i just put out i said listen to it and he texted me like the next day he's like yeah i'm rocking with this let's do something
1: so you just see how things come full bro, circle, like wow. ten years later, bro. That's crazy. And you know what's so That's... mad? Like you know what's so mad about that? She had just yeah. That was July. That that launch was right. Yeah? It was July because it was like, a I warm think. night. I remember. Yeah, we just could, yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, Josiah was just born, bro. See it there. You know what I mean, Josiah, like our third, but he was just born. You know what I mean, and it's just crazy.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. You, you know, crazy. It's, it's. I'm just so happy that I stayed cool with Miranda in college, just because, like, she, I know she vouched for me with Parky. Like, no, he's cool, so I know that helped. So, you know, big up to Miranda every time.
1: Yeah, man, she's she's a realist, man. Yeah. She's a realist. Yeah, you, you've got you've got a good
0: one. But realist. let's let's talk music, man. When I listen to your your beats, right, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your drums because your drums have a very unique swing to them. And it makes me want to rap and get very aggressive, but I know you love <laughs> Kev Brown.
2: you sound so... <laughs> yeah, bro. I want to get aggressive, bro. Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. Here we go. Here we go. For example, I got that. We played that at my wedding, right? Um, yeah, we performed it oh at his my wedding. Oh god, shit! Yeah, oh, it makes fuck. me. It makes me. It makes me want to punch someone in the face on site. Oh, you want to hear
0: <laughs> another story, Summit? I wrote the second verse the night you introduced me to Elliot, and we went out. Elliot Wilson? Yeah, all right, that's the night I wrote the second verse. Because you remember, I introduced myself to Elliot as a hitman for hire. That's in the song.
1: Bro. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all coming out. Wh- why you love Kev Brown so much, man? I'm not. I'm,
1: what, who, me? Yeah, bro. Yo, man, you know what? Like, I'm. you know what? I've got to apologise to him. Um, I've got to apologise. Yo, Kev, if you ever see this, bro, I'm coming. Don't worry. I'm just getting my money together. I'm coming. Don't worry. All right i would know <laughs> right um it's i don't know like so i think he's a goat not only that but oh man a lot of his shit influences my shit i don't know how i can't put a finger on it you know like the same way how diller influences a lot of people and stuff like that like um i think he really meeting him made it even better and then actually working with him kind of via Sonny Jim that even made it just you know what I mean like but yeah Kev is the guy man Kev is the guy like he's just you know what I mean he's just and a, a lot of people won't even think like yo yeah Cause he born like the day he's born a couple days he's born around the same time as Dilub I think, what, 74? I think so. I think it's the same year, blood. Like, nah, he's 76. So he's two years after. Yes. But Since I mean, 19, in terms 76. of the date. Okay. Yeah, in terms of the date, you know, like, it's the same month, isn't it? He's an Aquarian, isn't it? Mm. Like, so it's just like, literally a couple of days, I think, were, uh, it's the same thing people would say about me and Will, wouldn't it? Like, they would say, oh, Ra, like, we're 10 days apart In it Like I'm the 31st He's the 21st mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like
0: Mad mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I can hear I can hear And I don't think it's a bad thing though Parky But I can hear Your influences In your beats But there's still I can tell a Parky beat Just by the drums
1: It depends on the drum Like yeah Well Yeah but Ah oh, this is one thing I don't know Like I'll use drum packs And I'd still make my beat Yeah I can tell
0: I can tell, but you also got to remember, we've been listening to your music for so long and we have like an intimate connection with it. The same way you can tell a primo <clears throat> beat, the same way you can tell a Just Blaze beat. It's just, you could give the same wow. sample to different people and it will sound and feel different, but you have a signature, you have a signature sound and I want to, I want to salute you for that because um, you know, even when I rhyme on your beats, bro, it's like people tell me like you and Parky sound great together. Like there's just, you just bring something out of me. You bring out the, um, the 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 five percent are black panther office worker,
1: <laughs> bro. To be honest with you, man, like I, well, yeah, well, you need to make it happen, innit? We're gonna we're gonna do that. You just, uh, but I can understand because what you do with Imperial is just as effective, bro. It's just as dope. Like it's just as
0: dope. What that's done is given me two different audiences. So with Imperial, mm-hmm. I can do like. Um, secret Garden Party with you. I can do the Jazz Cafe. Both are very important audiences, and it's almost given me this new lease of life, bro. You caught. You're the reason why I got to perform at the Jazz Cafe. I was on my way home, bruv. I was on my way home. This is when you know me and Roxy was dating, and I was gaslight. I was You know, in my suit, Pete Rock, your new show, exactly, right? Exactly, bro. And you said, "Yo, come to the Jazz Cafe and perform." Here we go. I've always wanted to perform at the Jazz Cafe, and you made that happen for me. Summit was there and took the footage.
1: Bro, I needed that to happen, bro. Don't even think like, don't even think like, don't even think like. Oh yeah, man, he's bringing me in. Nah, I needed you to be.
0: No, I appreciate that, but bro, when I got on the stage, I'm I'm walking down the stairs, bro, and I'm thinking, Guru walk down these stairs. This is what's going through my head, bro. Dilla walk down these stairs. Like I was, bro, it was a spiritual moment. And when I got off the stage, I had people coming up to me saying, yeah, uh, I know memory lane. I know this and that. You made that happen for me. So me and Summit are very big about private praise and public praise. I want to salute you for that because you made one of my biggest dreams come true.
1: Bro. Well, no, man. It's still yet to happen, man. Like still, we still got a lot in the tank. Of course. I'm optimistic. Of course. I'm still like, this is another thing funny. Like you spoke about like because... Since this pandemic, a lot of artists, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've noticed it within the UK section or within this region. A lot of people have just, like, had enough. Like, they're just not on it because they can't do gigs, so they're just not on it. Oh, what's the point? If I can't perform it, then how am I going to sell this record or how am I going to do? It's like, just before this shit happened, I put out an album with Mr. Thing. The shit went. We pressed more. Big Up Village Live, by the way. We pressed more because we thought, oh, we needed to do gigs. We weren't hooked up with a booking agency. We didn't get no shows. There was no pandemic. We sold records. We're old guys. We were happy with that. That's the whole point, isn't it? Like, to have to be played elsewhere or whatever. If you get a show on top, then that's dope. I miss doing shows. You know what I mean? I do miss doing shows, bruv. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm not. I don't miss it that much as I do miss making music and making it happen.
0: Okay. Yeah, I hear you. And talking about your shows, you and Joker Star have such an electric chemistry. When you guys are on stage together, I almost feel like you could take the music away. You could literally end each other's sentences. Talk about your relationship with Joker Star and why he's so important to, to what you do.
1: He's my brother. He's seen a lot. Like, like well, I don't know. I need to speak to him. I spoke to him about two weeks. Shit. <laughs> Big up jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like, he is my brother. And in terms of show, the best analogy I could make it is if you like our shows, I'm Spliff Star, he's Buster. Got it. Got that's it. That's the only way, that's that's the best way I can put the analogy. He is Buster. <laughs> no, it <laughs> makes sense.
0: Bro, I was at a I mean? show, Joker star stood in one spot with his arms folded and the crowd went nuts. <laughs> I'm like, nah, this is some different type, of, this is some different type of showmanship, bruv. I think it was what um what you looking at.
1: What are you looking at, bro?
0: I, I stood there and I'm like, how does he do that? Absolute madness. Yeah. Absolute what madness. What are you looking at? Big tune, big tune. Yeah. Before I hand back over to Summit, though, you mentioned um, you mentioned Kaiser. You guys were in a group back in the day, right?
1: Yeah, man, NWC. Like, um, the first song he ever rapped on, like, in a studio was because of us, really. But that's my brother as well. I, a, I was about to say his name. Yeah, man, he'll tell you. Yeah, we know like, We know his name, you know. You know, I mean? know we, like, like, he, we know his name. Yeah, like, <laughs> really, like, one of his... Bruv, you know what? I've got a big you up. Because on the intro for the fucking... You know, the, Laund- the Laundra Levyet, mm-hmm. bro. You mentioned a song. But well, no one's heard what well, no one knows about. braggadocio You didn't even know that, did
0: you? OK, I'm going to make a confession. I didn't even know that was a song. That was me saying something that someone from around my way used to say when he started his verse.
1: Bruv, that's we had a song. Called Braggado Like the beginning It was be- it meant to be The intro And it had trumpets I made mean, it on the MP This is like NWC days This is literally Before he did um, Lights Out
0: Okay I didn't know But I mean, we're like, in sync And it's
1: called Show.
0: What does NWC stand for?
1: Northwest Collaboration
0: Okay Okay
1: um, Because Some of us are from West London Some of us are from Northwest London And you know ME's from K- Kensal Rice Rams from like Kilburn Lane down the road I'm from Kilburn Kilburn's now called
0: North Maida vale, by the way Just letting you know What? Yeah we'll talk- What's that? <laughs> it- nah man We talk about that <laughs> No 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 listen Look at the map My boy from Kilburn yeah, my, phone. Uh, my boy from Kilburn yeah. Said he ordered some Uber Eats And you know He put in his postcode And there was no Kilburn It's North Maida Vale bro
2: Oh Jesus
0: Yeah man Kilburn's gone bro Kilburn's gone bro Yeah man Bad. You're from North Maida vale, bro
2: That's you you are, yeah. You're from North, man. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> that is insane. Um, I'll let I'll let Chris talk about Monster on the Bed uh, and 8 Bricks. Um, if you could produce one album, if you could produce an album from one artist, top to bottom, who would it be?
1: Damn. I can't be able. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to do it because he's not here with me no more.
0: Sean Price
1: and, um, Yeah By far I'd, I'd, That's one artist I'd love to do A whole album Like literally A whole album Top to bottom Intro skits All types of shit like, I actually feel I'd I feel, feel a bit emotional
2: Now you said that actually Can you imagine that? I'd be fucking
0: insane yeah, Sean Price Sean yeah, nah, Price should be I ahead. think
1: I'd make it bananas I think I'd do some Different shit Like we do some Different shit Like as well Like I'd just do Some different shit man. Not some shit You'd expect different shit i don't know a little bit like not like back in business if you've got checked that shit but like different shit like i just yeah. know i could do It's a couple of other people i'd like to work with even like i'd love to work with freddie gibbs um or conway conway is like my favorite right now like at the moment um I just like ignorant shit sometimes, bro. Like, I just like to... Just, <laughs> <it> just <laughs> ignorant shit what rhyme. It just helps me vent in this time and age. We,
2: we do too. We Me and Chris have often um, bonded over some ignorant rap. Mm. Um, and Freddie Gibbs definitely comes in that conversation. Yeah, he's it's one bonded, of our favourites. Yeah.
1: But in terms of like, no, I'll still say it, like top five. Yeah, man. Like, well, yeah, Juggs is up there, man. He's one of my top five right We now. just spoke to him. Yeah. He's one of my top five. Like, by far, hands down, like, I put him up there with Royce and Black Thought. I put him up there with them man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seen him do certain things, like, diction-wise, that makes you just think, what the, like, how bro like it's not even a game with that guy I swear man sometimes I'm thinking nah bro your auras from tibet where the golden <laughs> oh, the is shit. my cousin is oh what's the way what's the word i he's the flyest he's the nicest he's the greatest like it's one of them ones but it's not just about rap man like in terms of culture that like, I don't even call my cousin the fly I call him the culture Wow. Real shit. That's his name. He'd say, well, what, cuz? What, culture? Because that's what he is, bro. Been that from day dot. Like, even back then, man was fucking with Pratt. He was fucking with RZA. He was fucking with tech. Bro, like, when we went to a hip-hop camp, that blew my mind, bro, like, like, blew my mind. Just blew my mind. You know what I mean? I had alchemists come to me, say, yo, weed smoke, man. That shit stopped. Wow. That must have gas you, bro. Like what? Crazy. Bruh. A lot of things... <laughs> a lot of things changed my perspective from that From that whole trip. And it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for my blood. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think... If we didn't... If I didn't believe in my blood... It's like, it's mad. It's like, you know, believing in yourself and someone giving you the power to believe in what your abilities are. Because I'm a modest man. And I know Chris knows I'm a modest man. Like, I'm... I'm you know, I'm... There ain't nothing... When you say all this stuff about me, I don't really intake it because I'm too busy moving forward and making new shit or trying to stay grounded. As you can hear, I just think about my kids and I think about shit, man. I you know what I mean? I'm just too busy dealing with that. But sometimes when I, like certain people, like music I've heard, there's music yet to come out. I ain't even going to say anything. But when it does come out, the bar's raise. If you're not on the ship, is what it is, bro. You've got to pay some P in it, some major P. Pun intended. Just, you know what I mean, like real shit. Like if you're not my peoples, and I know it sounds dread because I was always working with everyone. I wanted to work with everyone, but I'm just sick and tired of this. Like I'm too old to be doing this hobby shit, bro. Like there's a lot of people out there They think yeah. they're doing they're doing it for artistry. They're not really doing it for the right reasons. They're not really they'd rather do it for the accolades or doing it for the shine stamp collectors I can't that. bro bro, i can't knock that yeah stamp collectors bro you get a lot of stamp collector artists you know what i mean <laughs> mean, um, by meaning the stamp collector artists i mean like you know the guy who just wants to like, have a verse from every guy who's hot right now or whatever like, that's the that's the whole meaning of stamp collection in my world and um it's like, if it's part of you and what you do, like, and it goes with the sound, then so be it. I'm not going to knock you, do you. But one thing I know is, it's back to the whole conversation of, you know, hip-hop uncovered about industry, v morality and realness of, you know, even, because hip-hop didn't start in no industry type shit. It didn't start. It started with a breadwin, linking a breadwin, then making something together, you know, like yo, let's let's do some shit before there's any money involved. There's the spark of wanting to do it. There's a spark of yo, let's let's do it, and then we can worry about this shit afterwards. This is, you know, let's just do this shit. You get me? And we're in a whole new age, and I can't even front on a new generation because it's not had a knock-on effect on the older generation. But we're in a whole new age of everyone just wants their reward before. The work, everyone wants their, you know what I mean? And this is where you get lost in the source blood. Like, this is why I just stay, I don't do that much interviews. I do it for my guys, but I'm just not. Because, you know, there's many who just do this just for interviews, blood. <laughs> we we know a few, my,
0: we know a few.
1: You know what I mean? They just they just do it for that. Or they'll holler you, how do I get on here? How can I get, a, you know, how can I get, you know, I've had people like hit me up, like, no disrespect. Some of them I'm working with, but someone else like, yo, bruv, how do you get hooked up with tough Kong? They're putting up this, 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 this. How can I get hooked up? You didn't even think about hollering them yourself. You just thought about hollering me first. Like you just thought, all oh, right, if Parky can do it, then I can do it.
2: We get that a lot. We get that a lot too. It, it happens at all facets in, in the quote unquote industry, which z- zaps the soul out of the music. That's why sometimes there's such a disparity and disconnect between what we feel and what the industry does, because their job is to suck the soul out of it. Whereas our job is to keep the soul alive and, and keep it keep that light on all the time. Um, and that's the problem you see. Chris. You know what? I haven't really got
0: any more questions to ask. Because I feel like Sorry. No, bro, <laughs> this is this is a oftentimes, you know, we always like to come planned and prepared. But I just felt like you just yeah. gave us the realness of what we needed to hear today. And oh, wow. I want to say this to you publicly.
1: Well, I haven't been too disrespectful. No, I I this haven't.
0: is this is our platform is your platform, but I, I want to say something to you that I don't think I've ever said to you, and I've never said publicly. Before I met you, I struggled with my identity as a as an MC. Um, I didn't find my voice. I I didn't feel like I was a part of the hip hop community here in the UK. And the way you embraced me, it wasn't because of streams or numbers. I wasn't famous. I wasn't popular. You just embraced me for the talent that you thought I had. And that was the... No, first. Fu- I knew you had. I, I, I appreciate that and I hear you. But I just want you to yes, know thanks. you embracing me, bro, made me feel for the first time that I was a part of the community in hip hop here. It gave me confidence. It made me feel respected. And I said to myself, you know what?
1: It's man like Michael Parkinson. Go ahead. That's crazy for you to say that. I'm that's telling crazy. you, bro, say, bro. I'm going to tell you why it's crazy for you to say that. Because before you, me and you even worked together, you already had joints with John Phonics. Yeah, I know. I know, bro. But you I'm... already had joints with other people. And it's deep that you say that, man. Like, real talk. No, I'm,
0: real I'm, talk. I've got to say this because when I'm not here... This podcast is going to be documenting people's legacy. So I want to say thank you almost for being like my big brother in the music game. To this day. You know, spin cycle, here we go. You gave me a classic, bro. Like it was a cheat code. It was literally a cheat code.
1: <laughs> the only reason why I feel all of that works is because it's organic. Yeah, but it's bro, not...
0: you called me. You told me. Remember, I
1: want yeah, you to rap on that, this. But that, yeah, but that that's organic. Mm. You Need this beat? Nah, I can hear Connect. Nah, here. I even send you stuff. I can hear you on, but you don't hear yourself on.
0: Nah, I remember when I heard bow. When I heard bow with you and Joker Star and Sunny Jim, I'm like, yo, this beat is nuts. And you told me, but I sent it to you though.
1: Yeah, I sent you that beat before Sunny <laughs> took it.
0: <laughs> it happens, but I just want—I wanted to say that publicly. You are—you um, made me feel appreciated, and I will always have a certain loyalty to you because of that.
1: Thank you, bro. Thank you. Like, I'm just like, bruv, thank you. Thank both of you for doing what you're doing because this is the only way people going to know from me directly because I ain't got time because I, I know it sounds a bit weird. The way I look at life now is the best way I can leave behind is the proofs in the pudding. What's the point of me talking? Look at the efforts. That should be enough. You know what I mean? And I think if everyone took that note out of there, you know, if they try to do it and apply it to whatever, they'll blossom. Because there'll be too much music for man. Like, it's not even about, you know, why does man want to do this shit? Because you love music. You know what I mean? Or you want to improve it, or you heard something that inspired you to want to try and make something better. But put it out. Don't hold on to it, man. You know how shit, like, the amount of shit bruv I can go into ones bruv the amount of I've learned the lesson I can even be as what you if you ever interview Cashmere, ask him and this is proof and this is from truth out of my mouth there's an album that will never see the light of day and that's all down to holding on and holding and that's like it will never accumulate no one will ever hear it and it was an album made with me Justin Kashmir and LG produced it it's called Arkham we were called Arkham Asylum this was done around just after the first, second time round was recorded. I mean, we did video really, like, never see the light of day. This is what happens. If you, you hold on to stuff, just put the shit out. Like, and that's what we're in. We're in the age of that now. We're in the age of art, renaissance, or whatever you want to call it, where you this brother's too hot to hold on to. Because, as they say, now is the present. It's a present. So just let it out and let have you one have it as a present in the present. Don't so hold on to some shit, bro. Like even though, yeah. But I'm, not, I'm rambling again. No, but you know what I'm no, saying? Uh, gems. This is this is what
0: we're here to do. This is what we're here to do. Like our platform is for people like you, legends, to share their stories. And it's you know, as much as it's focused on music, you've said a lot today that I feel that people can take with them along their life journey. So we appreciate you and we um know, we love you for real, like for real, for real. Hip hop wouldn't sound the same without you. You're a very important part of our story. Hence why you're on our show.
1: Bro, well, thank you, man.
2: But like, um
1: uh bro, well, yeah,
2: oh, wow. yeah. And and that that is a gem. Encourage people to put out music because a lot of people are there's a lot of people out there holding on to music because they're fearful of this, that, and the other. And
1: yeah, like they like, care about yeah. what people think. You didn't care about what anyone thinks when you made it, motherfucker. <laughs> No, I'm real shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, bro, I'm real, like, shit. When I did back in business, even, or whatever, it was like, you know what? Just fucking pull it out. do some shit. Like, I haven't, I've got, I could die tomorrow, bruv. And then what, is that shit just going to sit on a hard drive? The whole point of making music is to share it. There's no rules to this thing. And people are locked up in this bullshit industry rules because this person was successful doing that thing. Yeah, that's them doing that thing. You're meant to be doing your thing.
2: That's a perfect note to end on, bro. That's a perfect note to end on, yeah? Yeah. That's mic drop moment. Yeah.
1: Let them do what they want to do, do you. Yeah, yeah. think about what you want to do and then just do it and then wait for people. Don't be like, oh, no one's listening then what you just wanted to do it for people to provide I not I don't do it. I'm lucky. And I'm thankful that people still share my shit 15 years since I put out some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's what it is. Like I'm still literally, and I don't ask for people. I don't have press. I don't ask for people to put my stuff in this magazine. I don't rare, 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 nothing. Thank you. Everybody who's ever listened to my stuff and shared it helped me and my family. Like that's it. That's how it should be, organic. It came that way after a certain accumulation of just putting shit out. Listen to me and do the same. And then 15 years, people be like, yo, but remember this album, bruv? Mic drop. You know? Mic drop, bro. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic Mic drop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Parky, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, bro.
1: Thank you for having me, brothers. Keep doing this thing. It's wonderful what you lot are doing. I'm so gassed when I see some of the guys you've got on here, man. This like real shit. I was like, huh? Me when Chris is at Because uh, uh, you lot are killing it, bruv See Papoose I'm seeing man, Bruv, Did you like swear This was a bit mad before I come off. Did you ever ask Papoose about faces of death?
0: No, we didn't.
1: Oh man, I should have fucking. Oh man, you need to get people to ask some questions <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> if any questions,
0: we'll Rare do a, question. we'll do an audience episode. No, we'll we'll get, definitely we'll get do that back.
1: We we can get Papoose back. Don't we? we can get him back. I ask people in the future. If there's any rare questions you want to ask, we'll think about it and we'll deliberate it amongst ourselves. But You know what? We we it. would do that,
0: but there's been some interviews that got delayed or didn't
2: happen, and then we just end up looking like an idiot. And and, and also, and, and the other thing, Park, is the way I like to move, I like to move in silence. I just like to drop shit, just boom. I don't like to say who we got, what we got come up. People don't understand, like, how we're working behind the scenes to just create history. And I ain't trying to give up the source because this sauce is mm. it's, it's, it's seasoned in a particular way and we know what to man do with turmeric right i've done like mm-hmm.
1: turmeric said turmeric bro <laughs> me i'm a bruv i'm a different guy man i'll dash the scotch bonnet in there ah! bruv <laughs> raggo my kids hate me for that shit
0: oh,
1: <laughs> dash the scotch bonnet
0: that's that's the one yeah when you when you're throwing scotch bonnet you you're you have um, had enough i feel you Fire mic drop man Get
1: me. <laughs> Clean, cleanse fire
2: <laughs> Now we appreciate you thank you thank bro thank
1: you bro thank you guys
2: a big thanks to Michael Parkinson for joining us again on the podcast that was good man there was some mic droppable moments there uh, and not because my hands are slippery but because yes. he just dropped some gems some real gems yeah he's uh, he does that he does that
0: I've had um I've had the privilege of just chilling mm. with Parky. Like I've been to his home, you know. We, we've taken trips to the shop together, and um, yeah, like I said, you know, in terms of music and stuff, he's he's yeah. like he's he's my big brother, bro. I, like I give him I give him that title. Him, Kaiser, T One, they're like my musical family. K Night, you know, yeah, important no, people. No, Parky's one he's, of them. Um,
2: no, I'm re- I'm really I'm really glad that we, we got to speak to him and to, to give him his flowers, but also give him a platform to, to spread that knowledge to, to all of our listeners who listen from across the globe. I think that's very important because true, true. we have a lot of people who Good are point. producers, writers, managers, publicists, legends who listen to the podcast. And I think it's very important that they hear a voice, a credible voice from, from where we are and where we live and so that and that something they can relate to, just to show how global this thing is, um, and that's and that's very important. So mm-hmm. yeah, once again, appreciate you hooking that up. Definitely, um, no worries, man.
0: And I would, I would, I want to issue a warning: if anyone out there attempts
2: to stop Parky okay. from feeding his family, yeah, yeah, that, I feel sorry that, that, for you. That, I don't care who it is, and it just don't fuck with another person's. Fa- just don't fuck with anyone. Let's just start there. Let's start very simply there. And then, you know, their loved ones, it goes a given. Um, fuck faces, man. Some some people just don't have... I think sometimes... It's kind of what Parker was saying about the industry. People get caught up in things and people get bought into a lifestyle or a, 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 certain, a certain lifestyle they think they have to uphold. And it's not the case. Um, mm.
1: Yeah, it's a cloth. It's the cloth. There's, a, there's a moral... The cloth, there's
2: something... You know, this is a lived experience for many people. This is a culture for many people, so... Some people are, um, some people are tailor-made. Yeah. And some people just follow suit. Pun intended. Bars. I like that. That's straight bars. I know you stole it from Parky because... No, no, yeah. it's from... I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. No, it's from Fonte. It's from Fonte. Appreciate Fonte, innit? Love him and that. Sorry and that. As always, you can follow us on the Breaking Atoms podcast on social media at Break The Atoms Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Chris is personal is at I Am Kinetic Minds at Hip Hop Chronicle. You know we're back next week with more episodes. Until then, peace. I ain't got nothing else to say, bro.